Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Hey everybody, it's Brendan Burchard and welcome to another episode of The Brendan Show. In this Four Breakthroughs episode, you continue your journey of following me around the world as I try to inspire others to achieve their goals faster, to improve their lives and to reach motivation and high performance in all that they do. In this episode, we have the key takeaways 
that I shared with some of my highest level clients this last week. I take you on a journey out to Salt Lake City to talk about some big moves I'm trying to make in my brand. Then we jump over to Philadelphia, which happened less than 12 hours after Salt Lake City, to interview some of the world's preeminent psychologists. And then we finish with the listener question of the week, which is, Brendan, how do you deal with the doubters and the haters and keep motivated even when people don't believe in you, brother? That is all part of Four Breakthroughs this week. Part one, be decisive. I was with my mastermind members in Phoenix, uh, what, uh, less than a week ago, which is hard to imagine because I was doing that three-day event with my mastermind members. Then I hopped onto a plane, flew up to Salt Lake City, did a you know multiple six-figure deal, then uh, flew over to Philadelphia, and interviewed some of the world's preeminent psychologists in positive psychology. And all of that happened literally at, within, you know, like a 24, 48 hour period. It was just like craziness. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but I'd like to start this four breakthrough session with this conversation that I had with my mastermind members towards the end of our three day meeting. Now, if you're not familiar with what a mastermind is, it's essentially as a thought leader, you bring together your highest end clients and you basically get them in a room and you facilitate a process in which they're able to share their goals with each other, learn from one another, and most importantly, learn how to amplify their business. So it's really about, masterminds are essentially about them learning new strategies from both me and from each other, getting feedback on what they're doing and creatively brainstorming what they're doing so that they're clear on their path, they're motivated to get there, they have the, the capabilities and the tools to get there, and they most importantly have perspective from the other members in the group that can help them achieve their journey a little bit faster. That's basically the idea of a mastermind. I hope you're in one. Uh, I've been in them my entire life, more or less, of getting people together and brainstorming and having that set up as like an official type of group. Some masterminds I've been in, I didn't pay. Other mastermind members, I was a, you know, a paying member. And I just recommend that you get in one at some point in your life. It's important. Um, I'm very diligent in selecting who's in my mastermind because, you know, we only have like, I think 50 some members usually I limit it to, um, depending on, you know, the incoming year of new mastermind members. So it's something I'm very selective about. So you want to get around really high level achievers. And with this particular group, my kind of takeaway message was something I thought I'd share with you as well. After listening to everybody and, and hearing where they're at and what their goals are and sharing some of my best marketing strategies, period, one of the takeaways that I was just sharing with the group is just be decisive, be swift, and be consistent. If you're decisive and swift and consistent, the fruits of the world belong to you. The fruits of the world are more abundant. You're able to not only achieve what you want, but you're able to share greater abundance with the world as well. When you're allowing yourself 
to follow that intuition, to serve that dream, to see things through. And so many people have a big idea. They have a big dream, but they're never decisive to begin it. They, they keep waiting for the perfect time or waiting for perfection or waiting for permission. And they're not decisive. And I know there's something in your heart when you're listening. To, I, I know the reason you like the Brendan show is because I challenge you. At least I hope that's a big piece of it. And I hope that you'll share this podcast with other people who need a challenge. And if you're in that place right now where you need a challenge, my challenge to you at whatever level of leadership or abundance or service you're providing in the world right now is I challenge you to be more decisive. You know what to do, do it. You already had the inkling in your heart, execute. You already have that, that, that dream that has been sowed in your heart or gifted to your spirit from on high. And now it's about honoring that and seeing that thing into fruition. And the time for hemming and hawing or questioning or wondering is over. And at some point you have to step up and say, this is my time. I'm going to do this. Decisiveness means, okay, that no longer, this right now. That no longer, that means when you're being decisive, you know what you're no longer going to do and you know what you're going to do, and you execute on that immediately. There's this concept that I remember learning from Evan Pagan that I really love this phrase of speed of implementation, and just deciding to implement quickly. When I have an idea, I implement that thing so fast, it makes my team's head spin. It makes my friends go, what are you doing? It makes the marketplace, oh, this is new from Brendan, I guess, and that's powerful. I'm not this, you know, old lumbering brand in this market space, I hope, <laughs> you know, I'm always sort of like at the forefront of what's happening. And maybe it doesn't always appear that way in the public facing things of what I'm doing, but in our tests, in how I have my clients implement, in what we're working on and trying, we're usually so far ahead of the pack. And it's not because I'm special or smart. Let me give you an example of like, live casts, doing live promotions online, you know, we were in that first group of people to be doing that. Um, matter of fact, I think we were in the first five ever to do a million dollar live webcast. And I, I mean, you basically had like you two, the, the band, <laughs> you know, you had two or three internet marketers and that was it. I mean, we were way up front. It was like, oh, we can go live. Let's try it. And it was a hot mess and we had no idea what we were doing, but we were decisive. Okay, we're going to do that. Let's do it. When? Friday. <laughs> you know, I don't say, okay, we're going to do that seven months from now. It's okay. We're going to reinvent our funnels. Great. The funnels are going to be done next week. Okay. You have two weeks. Let's go. And it's just being decisive and just going. Because here's the thing. When you understand learning, you become more decisive. What I mean, when you take upon yourself the identity of a learner, you execute faster. When you think that you have to be perfect, you don't execute. And that is a critical foundation, I really believe, of high performers' identities. The reason they're able to be so decisive and execute so quickly and have such high speed of implementation is because they go, hey, uh, let's just get this out there and see how it goes because they understand almost everything that we do is beta. It's just trying it, seeing it, testing it, honing it, and knowing that there's always a tomorrow, always a next week, always a next month to hone, to improve, to perfect, to make it better. 
and not worrying about having it perfect right out the gate. Now, I know that flies in the face of what a lot of people teach and preach about, well, you've got this brand and everything has to be perfect and buttoned up and everything else like that. And I go, yeah, maybe in some things, maybe in, 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 you know, something or with some clients where it's, you know, high level corporate stuff and they expect everything to be buttoned up, but not in the general marketplace. I mean, the general marketplace not only likes novelty, they like to see change. They like to see that you're out front and trying things. And if you're ever just like, oh, Brennan, you, sure, you can say this because you're brand. I'm like, please, uh, I advise a bunch of the Fortune 500 companies. I'm pretty familiar with how major decisions are made, how things are rolled out. And I'm blessed to have launched some of the biggest products and programs in my own industry, but also with other big, huge brand names. And I can tell you that being decisive about where to go, how to go, and when to go is everything. And so get in the game and be decisive. If there's been something you've been thinking about doing, stop screwing around and get at it. And that message was delivered to me a long time ago that really made a difference. I remember there was a, um, an early mentor of mine in the online marketing space. Many of you guys know Frank Kern. And Frank Kern basically said, he said, I have two rules. Don't be a wimp. And he, had, he used a lot more colorful language in this, as you can imagine. Don't be a wimp and stop screwing around. And it was just like two great, simple rules. You know, I would use different language than Frank would, but Frank's a great friend and a great mentor over the years to me. And I can share with you that the challenge in itself to be bold and to get at it has really made a difference. And I just call that being decisive. Just decide and get at it. The other two elements I showed with you is be swift and be consistent. So it's not just, you know, be decisive. It's be swift, get at it quickly, speed of implementation. But what I mean specifically when I say swift is know the needle movers and get at those. I mean, don't try to do a hundred things, pick five things and be swift at executing those five things quickly. And so if you read High Performance Habits, you know the concept of PQO, which is prolific quality output. Know what matters and get at those things. Just, I mean, get right in there. And every regret that I have in my brand came from not being swift enough. You know, for example, um, I was advising a lot of the major YouTubers and they were all, you know, getting millions of subscribers, my clients, and most of them through vlogging. And I just wasn't swift in executing vlogging. And I look back, I was like, ah, I should have started that three years ago. But I was focusing on the core of what my brand and business was in terms of teaching and training. I didn't get on that train quick enough. And I'm happy with where we're at. And, you know, looking back, I was very grateful for buttoning down the hatches and building these funnels and courses that really work but I know a lot of people who get stuck there and they never go into new areas swiftly enough. And I would say in the number one area in my brand or career, I didn't get swiftly enough to would be vlogs. So I'm learning these lessons just as much as you. And that's part of this Brendan show is just kind of sharing like what I'm learning, experiencing along the way. And I hope you enjoy that. But that last piece being consistent. Oh, I was always good at that. If one thing has helped me, it is being as consistent 
as possible in the marketplace. I've had my ups and downs of times when I have been or not been consistent, you know, with major projects like the Motivation Manifesto or with High Performance Habits. Those two books, oh my gosh, they required all of me and pulled me away from the consistency I'd like to have. But over the span of 10 years, I'm probably one of the most consistent voices in the industry if you just look at the PQO, the prolific quality output. And I'm really dedicated to being consistent, not just because, hey, uh, you know, I'm this disciplined person, but because I know my audience and my customers rely on that. What do your customers rely on you being consistent with? Because if you don't know that answer, you're probably not aligned yet with PQO, prolific quality output. You're not sure what to create to be consistent with in the first place. There's always something, and it's usually the linchpin of a business, in which they have to be consistent with something. What is that thing that you need to be consistent with? What do you need to be decisive with right now? What do you need to be more swift with right now? Salt Lake City. You know, I love flying to Salt Lake City because it uh, just brings me right back to my roots. You know, when you fly into Salt Lake City, those mountains you're looking at, that's the Rockies, baby. And uh, I'm a Rocky Mountain kid. I'm from Montana, but, you know, the Rockies extend all the way up, as you know. Uh, and it's just, ah, uh, seeing those mountains just brings me right back. I landed, uh, I don't remember, 9, 10 o'clock at night, I think it was in Salt Lake City, right after my mastermind. I literally finished my mastermind, get on a plane, go up to Salt Lake City to do this major deal. And I land there, get to the hotel. And one of my rules is when I land uh, and get to the hotel and get settled, the first thing I, I do is I put on my running shoes and I'm out the door. And I'm either going for a walk, depending on how I feel, or a short jog and a walk. But usually the rule is outside, for at least 90 minutes. doesn't matter if it's day or night. And what that helps me do is my body adjusts to where I'm at. It helps me take in some fresh air after being in airports or the plane. And it helps me just kind of sort my thoughts through. It's almost meditative for me um, because, you know, the, uh, with travel comes a lot of stress and, you know, just a lot of noise. And getting out in nature and outside is a huge part of just my sanity. Matter of fact, as I'm recording this right now, I flew into this town. I'm in Santa Clara, California right now as I record this, about to do my Experts Academy seminar. I flew in last night, got everything settled, got some dinner, and boom, I was out the door, and I was out for two hours last night, just walking and thinking, calling some friends, calling my wife, and but just being outside. And then, of course, I came in and slept like a baby because part of the reason people don't sleep is they're looking at screens all the time, and they're not getting any fresh air, and they're not letting their body feel the evening. So I was out and about last night as well. As that aside ends, let's jump back to Salt Lake City. <laughs> so I finished my walk, go back to my hotel room in Salt Lake City. I prepare for the next day's conversations and go to bed, wake up, and I go to one of my clients there who I'll be helping with their personal development programs. 
it was such a reminder to always think big. This company is a billion dollar company. I walked into the doors and just looking at this big building that they're in, I asked to meet with my client and she says, oh, let me check he's in this building. I said, what do you mean? She said, oh, we have like five or six buildings around here. And I thought this was the main building. So there's five or six buildings. Okay, great. Client ends up meeting up with me. I run into the CEO who is uh, showing around this contingent of executives from China who run a $3 billion company in China. And the CEO kind of makes a big deal of, of, of me being there and introduces me to people. And that we have this great, beautiful conversation. Um, and it just reminded me that you can be a great person and build a great business that's bigger than you imagined. You know, because as I'm speaking with the CEO, you know, he's come through a lot of hard times and was going through a hard time at the moment. Uh, a lot of difficulties um, and stresses as he's taking on more and more responsibilities as the, you know, just carrying that mantle and that weight of CEO of a billion dollar company. And I saw it in his face and heard it in his voice, that double twinge of, oh my gosh, this is a lot. I hope I can do well, but also, isn't this amazing I get to do this? And I always love that, that dual tone. I always know when I'm working with a high performer when there's a little bit both. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and oh yes, <laughs> you know? That's what I want you to feel. Whatever you're doing, I want you to push a little bit more so you feel both. Because if you don't feel both, you're probably not operating at the outer limits of your potential yet. And you're comfortable. You're not taking on anything that's making you go, whoa, okay, can I handle this? And that was one thing I always heard from my 300 plus interviews with high performers when we conducted the world's largest study of high performers. Many of you know that story from High Performance Habits. I always heard that in those interviews as people were like, whew, okay. And there was confidence there. And there was enthusiasm there, but there was, there was also a recognition and an honoring of the fact like, this is going to be hard. You know, I, I do hope that I'm capable. They had confidence, but they also recognized that this was a struggle. This was a, a stretch, that this was going to be a learning journey, that they had to honor the struggle. So are you dreaming big enough? Part three, super smart people. So I finished my meeting in Salt Lake City. I have a couple of other meetings right after that with one of my great friends who kind of drives me around and introduces me to some incredible people. And then I'm at the plane out to Philadelphia. I land around midnight, I think it was, or something like that. Maybe, no, no late. Yeah, well, I think I got to the hotel in Philadelphia at like 1.30. What do I do? Land, unpack my bags. And you know what it is, put those shoes on and go outside. Now I'm downtown Philly and walking around and I hadn't been down there for a while and it was just unbelievable to see all the cranes and all the new buildings and that center Philly 
sort of area, how much it's been growing is just incredible and exciting to see. And of course, there were some strange rangers out and about <laughs> at night as I was walking around too. Uh, it was fun. One thirty in the morning, Philly downtown was definitely an interesting place for sure. It was fun. Um, but like I said, I get outside. Why? I got to get that fresh air. Got to feel that nighttime. And remember, I'm in a different time zone now from Salt Lake City to Philly. So I'm taking care of myself. You know, part of high performance habits is always just knowing that protecting your energy, ensuring your physical, mental, and spiritual health is at its top is so important. And so that's why I take that walk. Even though I could just go to bed, I know my sleep won't be as good as if I get outside and get some of that night air on me. That's going to help me adjust and sleep. And I, you know, by the walking, it helps also calm me down. It's meditative. And so when I do that, I don't listen to anything. I'm just out and about with my thoughts. I come back home. I don't look at my screens. I don't look at my computers. I don't look at anything. You know, I'm brushing the teeth in bed. And I hope that inspires something for you because if you're struggling, so many of my clients struggle with sleep and it's such an easy solve. It's like, wait, you're struggling with your sleep and you don't know why because you're holding your, you know, you're lying in bed and holding your phone above your head, looking at that screen at nighttime, all that novelty going by as you scroll through. Novelty sparks dopamine in your brain. So that molecule of dopamine bouncing around, which excites the brain, and you're wondering why you can't sleep. You fall asleep quickly, but you wake up in the middle of the night and you're unsure why. Well, of course, you've bouncing around all these hormones from the excitement of dopamine, even if you don't feel the excitement, it's happening and you're not gonna sleep solid throughout the night. And so stop ending your night in front of screens, man. Get outside, get that night air on you. You know, let's go back to the roots of humanity and, and realize no wonder people went to bed earlier. It's because they're not in these, you know, boxes with all these lights shining at them before bed. So I take good care of myself, which is important because I know the next morning, at 7 a.m., I got to be up. And, you know, by whatever, 10 a.m., I am going to be interviewing some of the smartest people on the planet in my field. And so it's important for me to end the night well. Always be prepared for the next day. Always be prepared for the next day. So wake up. Immediately feeling, you know, the sleep. The, the I'm used to seven or eight hours of protected sleep, but because I flew in late, it was harder to get that. Now, remember, I'm coming off a three-day seminar, flying to another city for a full day of meetings and flying there. I'm feeling it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to interview the smartest people today. What do I do? I hit that yoga <laughs> and I do 35 minutes of just opening up my body and my breath because I know I've got to deliver that day. Then I start reviewing my notes and getting myself ready, order a good breakfast, reviewing my notes, getting myself ready, talking to myself, literally like imagining some of the questions I'll say to some of these folks, go downstairs. And then I'm in interviews. And I, I, these are no joke interviews. I'm interviewing the leading positive psychologists in the world right after Larry King does. So Larry King is interviewing some of these folks. I'm interviewing some of these folks. So I know there's this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, you know, on equal footing here or trying to be with the greatest interviewer of all time, Larry King. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, and I'm interviewing people like Marty Seligman. And many of you guys know, if you know positive psychology or if you heard the phrase positive psychology, 
Marty is the father of positive psychology. He was especially the first, you know, APA, uh, that's the uh, American Psychological Association president who really said, hey, look, we need to not just focus on malady and mental disorder and the negative traits of people to try and understand what's wrong with them. We need to spend equal amounts of time and even more understanding what's right with them. You know, what is, you know, human virtue? What are you know, people's strengths and the positive traits and habits and mindsets that help people succeed, not just those that make them fail, but those that make them extraordinary, those that make them great. And he really turned that conversation in psychology on its head. And it changed literally everything about how we examine and look at human behavior today. And so Marty also, uh, you know, famously coined the phrase learned helplessness about why people quit and give up and the sort of mental and self-talk that is happening with people when they just learn to be helpless. They give up on themselves and, and why that happens and how to overcome that. And that, that pioneering research led to a different understanding of human behavior. So Marty's been, you know, the lead uh, psychologist and um, person for literally decades now, and he's over at UPenn. And so I got to interview him. And he was, of course, unbelievable. I mean, he just slayed this interview. I can't wait. I'll actually play it for y'all in an upcoming episode of The Brendan Show. Um, it was unbelievable. And then after that, uh, some leading psychologists, I mean, I'm going to tease a little bit of this because we'll, we'll play some episodes of this in, in future episodes, but the leading psychologists in goal attainment theory, like how do you achieve your goals better? The leading psychologists in four or five different topics, including one of my probably favorite ones about positive emotion and the power of positive emotion and love. That's Barbara Fredrickson, for those who dork out on psychology, interviewed her. And then um, Angela Duckworth, who wrote the book Grit. And if you haven't read it, great book about passion and perseverance leading to longer-term success. She's phenomenal. And we had a great interview, and I love everything she's doing at the Character Lab. These were outstanding interviews. I'll play them for you later on at some point and make sure I announce it. But uh, you know I don't really do interviews on The Brendan Show. It's usually these solo rounds. But I just felt that th those were such extraordinary um, things, but I wanted to kind of share with you that these high performance habits I'm always talking about, they come into play. Simple things like going for a walk at night, simple things like opening your body and stretching in the morning, simple things like preparing your notes. Those things all matter so that when you get to the performance situation, you're primed and ready to deliver well. And I was also coached by my main man, Danny Southwick. Now, if you don't know Danny, you probably met him at some of my events. Danny kind of helps me run up the research division at High Performance Institute. He is currently um, at University of Pennsylvania um, in uh, writing up his PhD program. And he's a master's of applied positive psychology graduate, an incredible guy, helped me with a lot of the research and the reviews of high performance habits and all the, the structure by, behind it. Uh, amazing guy, but he gave me this great feedback. Um, during one of the interviews, it was kind of like uh, a different level of energy that I'm used to. 
you know, very, very thoughtful, very quiet, very cerebral. It was fantastic. But uh, after the interview, Danny pulls me aside and says, hey, Brendan, don't be pulled into anybody else's energy here. Don't forget to do your thing. And it was such great coaching because I find myself so often drawn into other people's energy and I'd like to hear it and connect with it. And especially as an interviewer role, I just want to listen and ask questions. But there's also me, like who I am and my the enthusiasm and positivity that I like to give during any shows or things I'm part of. Because remember, I'm the charge life guy. I want to I want to show the charge. And he was basically saying, hey, you know, you got a little more pep in you, dude. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I got caught in my cerebral brain. And it was like, hey, dude, also be the fun, alive you. Pay attention to your energy. And I think that that is always the best coaching. At the end of the day, the best coaching I've ever gotten from anybody is to be reminded to be my full self, the way that I am, to energetically check myself. So my friend, how's your energy been today? Is it you? Is it sufficient to deliver the excellence you want in the world? Is your energy where it needs to be? And if it's not authentic and alive and vibrant, how can you make it so? The doubters. Oh, this great concern about the doubters. I, I hear this all the time. Brendan, how do you deal with haters? How do you deal with this? Or how do you deal with that? Um, first and foremost, I just don't worry about it that much. And that solves all the problems. <laughs> you know, if you're constantly worrying about other people's opinions and thoughts about yourself, how are you ever going to live a quality life? free from drama, free from the insanity and the crazy self-talk that emerges when you let other people's opinions shape your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. It's truly an insane thing to guide your life based on other people's opinions because their opinions are not you. Their opinions are rarely fully informed and their opinions are very rarely lasting so let them go focus on the next thing because that's what they're going to do. They're actually not thinking that much about you as you think they are. They make a snap judgment. They're gone. Now they're looking at friggin' Instagram, <laughs> you know? So stop thinking there's any permanence to other people's opinions about you in the first place. And once you realize that, you stop worrying about it. There's no permanence in other people's opinion. And there's also no power if you don't give it power. But I also think that a reason a lot of people are actually asking this, they don't psychologically realize what's happening. A lot of the concern about other people's opinions actually comes down to not a thought of just, do I fit in? And there is a sense of, you know, I want to belong here. But it's actually more tactical than that. Is that a lot of people worry about other people's opinions because they're silently hoping for permission they're hoping to be acknowledged and seen and validated so they can be more who they want to be, so they can pursue the things that they want. But I just always shared this, permission is not required. So allow me to return to an oldie but a goodie, the Motivation Manifesto. I'd like to read you a section of the Motivation Manifesto 
to close out this podcast. It's uh, on it begins on page 144 if you happen to have the book. If you don't have it, get it. Uh, if you heard last week's Four Breakthroughs Conversations, I spoke about the sort of insanity, I think, that ensued after an article in which Meghan Markle was quoted from her former blog about recommending the Motivation Manifesto. Long story short, Travel and Leisure released this article saying the five books that Meghan Markle recommends everybody should read in their lifetime. And these are books that she had written about on her former blog, which I guess she shut down before she gets or got married, depending on when you listen to this, um, to Prince Harry. And her recommending that book really brought it back into the forefront for a lot of my customers who were like, oh my gosh, Brendan, I love this book. And I, I've released a vlog on it on YouTube talking about that book. And I hope you'll check it out to give context to this section here. It's really important because this section not only applies to you worrying about what other people think, but it, writing this section helped make sure that I was going to release this book. It was for me as well. Sometimes writers are doing that. They're writing a section for themselves to overcome their own stuff. And this is certainly one that I did in the Motivation Manifesto beginning on page 144. If you don't have it, please go support the book. Get it on Amazon. This book will change your life. People carry this book around more than any of my other books. It's, you know, I, I designed it to be like a, a moleskin notebook. So it feels exactly like that um, in terms of the outside. Um, I designed it to feel like a notebook, but you know, other people's phrase, like it feels like you could carry around this little mini Bible of motivation and, and people refer to that all the time online. And you'll hear why in this language of what I'm going to share with you, it will help you overcome your fear of what other people think. So this is the section again on page 144, permission is not required. Those who fail to advance in life are often immature. They are over-reliant on others for their care, happiness, and success. And so they believe that other people should help them make their choices or approve of their plans and actions. They still want mom and dad to point the way and give a nod of approval at each tentative step. They want their teachers to give them smiles and stars. They want their lovers and friends, their bosses and coworkers, their church and their culture to approve of their actions and be their constant cheerleaders. And the moment they don't get positive support urging them on, they stop. If they don't receive some sort of permission to be themselves or chase their dreams, they do not take those actions. They are trapped by a fear of criticism or abandonment. A long look across their lives reveals a tendency to be always waiting for permission and approval from others, like a teenager waiting for permission to go out. That is their eternal state of life, waiting for the nod of others. Great men and women don't give a damn if anyone approves. They rarely seek permission from the world because they know that the masses bound by mediocrity will never approve of anything that breaks convention or smacks of boldness and magic. They know that society has an abiding mistrust of mavericks, only, of course, until the maverick gathers abundance, power, and prestige. The great are clear with people about what they want and why. And if others criticize or judge their ideas, they take any useful feedback, discard the rest, and carry on. When people get upset or ask, who do you think you are? The bold answer with strength 
and a readiness to defend and fight for their dreams. They do not limit their vision based on how many people nod. The belief that others do not need to grant them permission is palpable in their lives. Over and over, they began tasks, projects, and initiatives without anyone's sign-off. They didn't need a certificate, a letter of approval, or a content smile from a caregiver. They moved. Let us remember this sad but sure truth. The only permission ever granted by society is permission to follow its norms and traditions. No one will grant us permission to advance quickly because they fear being left behind or made a fool for clinging to a world already fading in relevance. With this knowledge, all that we can do once we have an idea for progress is share it openly with people, consulting intelligent sources that might make our path more successful, but we mustn't forever await approval, gather information, and go, and go quickly. The most common sticking point is that we all desire to gain permission from those we trust and love. What of the woman who wants to move to a new city to chase her career ambitions, but faces an unsupportive spouse? As with all relationship questions, there is no easy answer. All we can hope is that even should she compromise for a period of time, she will ultimately proceed in some way to follow her dreams. She must find a way to honor both her desires of love and growth. We must anticipate that taking actions that do not meet the approval of others will bring discord. People won't like our boldness. They will call our struggles crazy. There will be sadness and resistance from some who see us moving forward without their permission or without them. This is a reality that must be faced by all those who seek to realize their dreams and potential. Will we choose other people's opinions, preferences, and approval over our true heart's desires and growth? The answer to the question will dictate much about the emotional joy and satisfaction we sense in life. Perhaps it's time to remember that a higher power granted us all the permission we need to follow our heart. The universe, nature, and God gave us power. It is not our duty to give it away by letting our choices be directed by others. That two pages is found between 144 and 146 in the Motivation Manifesto. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you support the book. That's it for this week's episode of Four Breakthroughs. If you're looking for a greater breakthrough in your life, make sure you check out my brand new all access program. It's been called by our customers the Netflix of personal development because every single month, I release a brand new online personal development course for you into your members area. It's not a new video every month. It's a new course every single month for the next 12 months of your life. You get a brand new personal development course from me. People are <laughs> binge watching these. Uh, it's become hugely popular. You can actually get access to three of my online courses right now for $1. These are each $300 online courses that we have sold separately. And now you get all three for $1 trial when you try out the all access program. Because I want you to see the quality of the courses and the training and realize sign up right now for a buck. You get those three unlocked right away. And then every single month going forward, you'll receive a brand new online course as part of your membership. A brand new online course that most of them were, what, $300 or more? 
You get them all for 67 bucks a month. I handle all of your personal development all year long as part of this program, a brand new online personal development course on things like persuasion or confidence or achieving faster or things like the business accelerator or the leadership mastery course. All those released every single month, a brand new course into your members area, brendan.com forward slash access. That's brendan, B-R-E-N-D-O-N dot com forward slash access. That's a dollar trial. It's limited time only. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, so I apologize. If you go there and it's already gone because thousands of students are in there right now. And this is your opportunity to join them. Brendan.com forward slash access. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do me a favor, hop onto iTunes and leave me a review about this particular podcast. Uh, I look at my reviews on Apple Podcasts because it kind of gives me a gauge of what you guys are thinking and what you're liking and what you're not liking. Please go there and leave a review. It helps more people discover the show. It shows participation in the community. It lets me know what you're thinking. Drop an Instagram message with hashtag the Brendan show uh, of a screenshot of you listening to this right now. I'd love to see where you're listening, what device you're listening to, what you learned from this particular episode. I'm always giving shout outs to those who are listening to our podcast on Instagram stories or also returning direct messages to those who are listening. So make sure you're showing me that you're listening to The Brendan Show. It super helps keep this going and helps me know that I'm not just talking to you from this random hotel room from my little laptop here today. I'd love to interact with you, know what you're thinking. And I do that through Apple Podcast Reviews and through Instagram. So hit me up, hashtag The Brendan Show. Thanks for everybody for being a part of this one. Until we connect next week, go out there every single day of your life. And as always, live fully, love openly, and go make your difference today. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the U.S., you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brendan, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503 503- 212-6125 and it's my exclusive text list and if you're not on it it's where I share some of my most popular episodes or if I drop a new YouTube I send it your way or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet I give that exclusive link out to that group so just go there and text me 503-212-6125 it's kind of cool it's back and forth this is my community text number so tons of my community share you know insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth and i'm in there my team's in there we really just try to engage you on a different platform it's super fun and again anytime i have something special going out this is the first group to know about it so just go text me at 503-212-6125 Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. 
If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out.